from 10 to 1. It's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning and uh, welcome to a Thursday. Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. All day. Uh, It is cold outside this morning, by the way. Uh, Yesterday, 47 at this time. We're 20 degrees cooler uh, about right now throughout the Treasure Valley. So uh, yesterday we didn't see frost or anything like that. This morning you are going to see frost uh, Mm -hmm. on your windshields if you parked your car outside. Noticed also yesterday mountain areas uh, getting a lot of snow. Brundage, Bogus. Bogus announced earlier this week that they'd be opening up here one month from yesterday. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Opening up on Thanksgiving Day this year. Uh, I saw McCall. People were posting pictures of McCall. He got four or five inches of snow yesterday in the city of McCall. Um, So, yeah, we went straight from late summer to winter. (laughs) I mean, we didn't. So, technically, four weeks from, is it four weeks from today that they open? uh, I think it was day before yesterday. Isn't the 25th, I think, is the, is Thanksgiving's on the 25th, right? Oh, okay. Thursday the 25th. So, yeah, they're opening up on Thanksgiving Day. So, yeah, we're... 24th. Less, less 24th. Is it 24th? Yeah. Okay, 24th. So yeah, well, four, weeks, right. from, the, four weeks from today. 25th is Black Friday. I should have known that because yeah. that's the beginning, the official beginning of the- Toy uh, drive. Toy drive, yeah. Even though we're kind of underway with the toy drive right now because there's a lot that goes into it. Nate's doing everything he can do to make sure that my hair gets colored in whatever color that oh, yeah. he gets to choose. He's a- uh, making bets about how much we get and what well, you have to do in case. Apparently, he's already got money that is confirmed to be coming in because the goal is $100,000. If we get $100,000, Nate said he'll get his head shaved again. And that uh, um, he volun- you know, Vaughn told me that I would uh, I've get known my you, hair colored. I've known you since, what, 1989? Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I've never known you to be really frivolous when it comes to your hair. No. I... I I've said this before, and it's no it's no secret. Mm-hmm. My wife knows this. I have one redeeming quality that I have had my entire life. I had a high school, you know, college. I, I could say, hey, at least I have good hair. Mm-hmm. I may be an a-hole. You may not like me, but I'm I have so, good I'm sorry. hair. Should I, should I insert something here? Like, no. Oh, no, Mike. No. no. Okay, <laughs> that, that's not good, what I was looking I, for. Cause, I wasn't going to. Anymore. Yeah, because I, I, I would tell you, no, no. Huh? Yeah. So yeah, when I when I agree, and here's the deal: I've agreed, whatever color mm-hmm. gets chosen. I don't know if Nate's choosing it or what, but yeah, what whatever. If we get a hundred thousand dollars, and uh, Nate, you know, and to his credit, because he has to have his head shaved, and you remember last year he, uh, I'll I'll call it idiocracy. Um, he stupidly said that, hey, anybody brings in an SUV load of cars, I'll get my head shaved. Yeah. Well, that that's easy to that, do. That was, yeah, it didn't, that, it didn't take long No, no. It, it's like he said it, and then 10 minutes later, I think one showed up at the front door here in our studio. <laughs> and I, it took that long, huh? I, I think you'll agree with me when Nate got his head shaved last year. Nate does not have a pretty head. Well, yeah, I mean, they're... they're, they're I'm, okay, well, you got what? When we were kids, Yul Brynner and Telly Samalis, and that was it back then. Yeah. Well, no, and, and Curly from uh, uh, the Harlem Globetrotters. But that was it. Nobody yeah. else had a shaved head at that and, time. And all those, those three that you just mentioned, they, yeah. all, they all have good-looking heads. Yeah. Yeah, Nate ha- doesn't have a good-looking head. Well, now, I mean, like every third guy has a shaved head. I have uh, one, two, three. 
I have three kids who shave their heads. Is that right? Yeah, I have three kids uh, under the age of 32 who shave their, ki- their, their oh. heads. Now, granted, all of them have started to uh, lose their hair, and they thought that it looked better just instead of trying to do a comb over or whatever. It was just better to completely they got the, they shave got, it. They got the gene, huh? Yeah. I was told by a barber when I was 15 years old. He says, well, what does your uh, grandfather look like, your mother's father? And I said, oh, he went bald at the age of 21. And he says, well, then you will too. Yeah, and, you, you're and not. I thought, oh, my God, great. I, I, have, I, don't, I don't even have a receding hairline, yeah. and I'm 57. Um. None of my brothers or I have uh, gone bald. And it, the weird part is because I think that's basically an old wives' tale. Because well, apparently they're the the mother's kids um, or the mother's father had a full head of hair up yeah. until the time he died. Yet two of the three right. grandkids, um, you know, have have lost their hair so far. Maybe and that third one is sitting there counting his daily because he thinks, oh, my, he's the youngest. And he maybe, goes, oh, my gosh. Maybe the whole thing's just a roll of the dice after all. <laughs> it could be. You know how when you get your, your DNA results now, uh, like you and your siblings can have different, like, you know, you're, one of these like 30% Norwegian and the other was, you know, 38% or something <laughs> like that. Um. Anyway. My wife, it turns out, is the most Scottish person in her household. <laughs> or, in, or in her family, I mean, her immediate family. Uh, has anybody checked it, who the uh, mailman, uh, what his background was? <laughs> I'm just, no, kidding. No, um, she, anyway, no, she's, a, she's a good mix of her mother and her father, as if, it turns out. If you do want to be a part of this, we are starting um, to get out our toy boxes already. We've been doing that for the last couple of weeks so that uh, you can uh, start to gather toys. And it's very easy. If you want a toy box, it doesn't matter if it's your business. We've dropped off a whole bunch of places um, that we've had breakfast, our hometown breakfast. Almost every place has gotten a, a, a toy box to start gathering toys. It's easy to get the toy boxes, whether it's for your church, your business, even if you're, you, you have a family. And as a family, you want to start getting toys. You, you can get a toy box in your house yeah. if you want. They do have to be new unwrapped toys. Yes, they do. Um, all you have to do is email Nate. At KBOI.com. So easy to remember. He will make sure that uh, some way, somehow, you and your organization will get a box so that you can take part in this. Uh, as I mentioned, Nate has already called some people that he knows. Um, people would recognize their names um, yesterday, and he called to inform me that he's already got one person who has um, pledged $5,000 to do this because we have a goal of $100,000. Now, to give you an idea, I, I, this is cash. This isn't $100,000 in toys. This is cash. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, I think, what we raised $37,000 in cash, so this would be... Um, Which the Marine Corps then takes to, yeah, to buy toys. the store and buys toys for kids. Yeah. Right. Um, so this is a considerable jump over anything that we've raised because last year we set a record for cash uh, raised at, at, at like $37,000. Burger Time, a place that you know. What was that? Well, that was me, but I oh. I, I, uh, I don't think that was me live because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I didn't say that. Stuff. You know, so $100,000 is a big jump up. Um, and uh, apparently Nate said that this guy also has a, a bunch of friends who yeah. he goes, well, oh, he goes, that's well, 5000 He goes, do you have 20 other friends? Or that, 19 19 others, yeah. friends would be yeah. able? And he goes, oh, yeah, easy. <laughs> so... Uh, I, I guess uh, we're planning on a shaved head and colored hair. I guess. Let's see, 19 friends who will give $5,000 each. You know what? I don't have that. <laughs> um, apparently, this, this guy does. Well, cool. You, you, know, you know the name. I'm not going to mention the name, but, but uh, you would know the name 
Mm-hmm. He has quite a few businesses located throughout the Treasure Valley. Then, one th- of them, then, then yes, I would. Here, I'll give you one hint, and you'll know exa- exactly who it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them, I am really, really looking forward to it opening up here soon. Okay. There. That, that should get <laughs> yeah, away it, for you. It, it's probably cryptic for the whole rest of the world, but I get it. <laughs> uh, phone lines are open this morning. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Stock market yesterday, Dow blew through 32,000 points, uh, up 222 points as of right now, uh, ahead of the opening. GDP is going to be announced uh, later today, I believe. Um, we'll find out from Jeremiah Bates. What is driving this week? We've had updates every single day so far this week. Mm. It's crazy. I, I don't remember this for so long of it happening, but, I mean, it's been at least six months. Are we seeing this much increase in activity? Maybe things are starting to get good. Uh, Keep your fingers crossed. Uh, Let's get a check on what's going on with sports this morning. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Get in today for lunch. Never trust a skinny sandwich. Good morning. We told you about one of the big moves that's been made in the NFL. Matt Ryan, who is a former MVP in the NFL, he's been demoted and will be the backup quarterback for the Colts right now. Starting job goes to Sam Ellinger for the rest of the season. And Matt Ryan, he was a little bit surprised. I thought coming into it, I thought I thought we had enough, yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, you just don't know how, you don't know how things are going to shake out. Nobody has a crystal ball. And, um, you know, obviously it hasn't been the level of production we all would have won. I would have liked to have played a lot better, too. Um, so... You know we're we're still you know seven games into it and and there's a long way to go, um, but you know I appreciate I appreciate everybody you know taking taking ownership um, and, and I've tried to do you know that myself as well. To his credit, Matt Ryan is a team guy. He says it's his job right now to make sure that he helps get Sam Ellinger ready to be the starter as well as get himself ready. This league you got you got to go out there you got to win games you know you got to produce and you got to play well. Um, you know, so I, I don't view it that way. I just, you know, obviously disappointed we haven't played better. You know, I, th- I thought we would, but um, no, nah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't worry about that. There were a lot of people that said the Colts, along with the Bills and the Chiefs, might be the three best teams in the NFL this year. The Colts certainly have not lived up to that. I'm Rick Worthington. 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 624, he's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in this morning. Remember, uh, you can listen in and uh, be a uh, bigger part of the show by participating. We always encourage that. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can call us toll-free, 1-800-529-5264. From wherever you may be listening, uh, email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com, or you can send us a text message. Keep in mind, we have another chance for you to win your tickets. The Boise State game coming up on Saturday. Text to win. Uh, when you hear that cue to text, text the word Broncos, and uh, you can win. So we have a chance for you to do that coming up here a little bit later this morning. Uh, sad news to report. The world's dirtiest man has died. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. Uh, the world's dirtiest man passed away in Iran on Sunday at the age of 94. He was referred to as Amu Haji, or Uncle Haji, and there have been several profi- profiles on his bizarre lifestyle. He had not bathed. In more than 60 years, because he believed that soap and water would make him sick. But 
Here's the rub. A few months ago, villagers persuaded him to wash for the first time in 60 years. Shortly afterwards, he did get ill and die. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, that's just a shame. His last words were reportedly, see, I told you so. Yeah. In, in Persian. But, yeah. In uh, 2014, the Tehran Times reported that Haji also avoided fresh food, opting instead for rotted porcupine. He smoked a pipe of animal excrement. Yeah. He also loved cigarettes and would often smoke several at once. He'd drink up to five liters of water a day. A I loner, guess, was he? That, that's good, I guess. Probably a loner. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would guess so. Uh, although, you know, drinking that five liters of water a day, he did drink it out of a rusty, a large, rusty old oil can. Something I was watching yesterday, they did a report on this guy, and then they said that, well, now that he's passed away, the uh, torch passes to Steve Bannon. <laughs> you know, they, they do look a little alike. Now, this guy was filthy. I mean, yeah. if you saw pictures of him. Now, I mean, he is 94 years old, so... Uh, there, there could be something to the effect that Ben, ben was ninety four years old. Yeah, well, yeah, I was gonna say Bannon doesn't uh, shave and comb his hair a lot, but I think he takes a shower at least. Do, do you know that for a fact? No, I don't. Yeah. It's just weird that you know, it, nine, sixty years he doesn't take a bath. They talk him into taking a bath, and he dies. He dies within a few weeks. KBOI News Time six twenty six. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, 641. Uh, The uh, U.S. economy, just watching on Fox Business, grew more than expected in the third quarter, which you would would think would be bad news once again. That the economy is growing? That's bad news? Yeah. Um, because that means inflation is not going away. It does. So here you have what would be considered not great news because they're trying to kill inflation by slowing down the economy. I see. And now it's still going up, but yet the Dow is up 280 points as far as the futures are concerned. Man, I just have given up trying to understand what's going on. Uh, NASDAQ uh, is down 35 points after being up a bunch yesterday. Um, Jeremiah Bates will be win, in with us coming up here in about 45 minutes. Now, the one thing that I, I'm hoping Jeremiah will talk about this morning, I've already uh, emailed him, um, Idaho Attorney General Lawrence Wasden, along with five other attorneys general, has demanded that Albertsons delay their planned $4 billion special dividend to shareholders until a group of attorneys general and the Federal Trade Commission can finish reviewing the uh, grocery company's planned merger with Kroger. Said that the payout would take so much money out of Albertsons, the equivalent of one-third of its market value, that the company would lack the cash to compete while the merger review is pending. Mm. Plus, there's no guarantee that this merger will go through, which would be problematic if you pay $4 billion to your shareholders. So if Kroger merges with Albertsons, then it's bad for people who own Albertsons stock? I think what they want to look at, not necessarily bad for the uh, people that own Albertson's stock, is that you're paying out all this money before the merger is even approved, and they're saying this could be problematic for Albertson's if it does not get approved. Okay. And the largest uh, controller of Albertson's stock is Cerebrus Capital Management Fund, a New York equity firm. And they have 30% of the Albertson shares. Now, they 
want that special dividend because they would make billions just themselves um, in that stock payout ahead of the merger and the sale. So they'd get that special dividend payout. So I, I, I don't exactly know what this all means or anything. That's why I want Jeremiah to kind of explain what's going on uh, here this morning. But we'll talk with him coming up here uh, on the way in just about uh, oh half hour, 35 minutes from right now. Find out what all that means, what's going on with the stock market, why it continues to be good news means bad news and bad news means good news. Right now it's... Up is down, black is white, pretty night much. is day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right now, let's get another check on what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli, the place to go for lunch every day. Monday through Saturday, they open up at 1030, and every day they're there early. Right now, they're there, making up their deliciousness from scratch, as they do every day. Get in for lunch. East Boise, just off Gallon, next to Albertsons, and in Meridian off Wells Avenue. We're looking ahead to the Boise State Broncos home game on Saturday when they take on Colorado State. Boise State's running game has definitely improved during the three-game winning streak that they're on. More on that, we hear from Bob Eeler. The Broncos are averaging the second-most rushing yards in the Mountain West now behind Air Force. In their three wins since going to the zone read, Boise State has averaged 249 yards a game rushing. Starting left guard Garrett Curran says the blocking has been much better. It's been a lot of fun. It feels good to, uh, I don't know, I feel like we're building momentum. Um, The O-line's playing well, we're communicating well. Um, The tight ends are getting on the same page with the tackles. The running backs are seeing it. We're all kind of playing as one unit right now, so that's uh, definitely a rewarding feeling. The running backs were depleted last week. George Helani didn't play at all. Ashton Genty was out for the second half. El Elion Noah and Tyler Crow picked up the slack. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Once again, our coverage will begin at 12 o'clock right here on News Talk KBOI on Saturday with Bronco Game Day. Richie Brockle and I will have that for you. The tailgate show starts at 2, and then Bob Beeler and Pete Cavender will take over at 4, ahead of the kickoff at 5 o'clock. I'm Rick Worthington. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Coming up here this morning uh, at about 8.30, Congressman Russ Fulcher is going to be in the studio live with us. He's not in Washington, D.C. here Sure, he's uh, out campaigning, but he's going to be in the studio. Going to do things a little different since he is in the studio this morning. If you have questions for the congressman, you don't have to uh, email those questions. We're going to let you call in for anybody with questions this morning. Uh, that'll be coming up here around 835. You'll be ready to call in at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. That'll be coming up 835, live in the studio with Congressman Russ Fulcher. Uh, yesterday, we were talking uh, about you know, trying to put our finger on what is different now than 50 years ago and why we see so many school shootings in the aftermath of the school shooting in uh, St. Louis. There have been 40 school shootings across the United States so far this year. Brian wrote in yesterday after the show and says, problem I see with society is that there's no social education taking place anymore. Parents today want schools to teach their children everything, yet when it comes to discipline, they don't want those same people. They expect to raise their kids to discipline their kids. Consequences for breaking rules is required for a healthy society, yet the majority of parents today do not provide those consequences and instead bring sweet to those they expect to raise their children um, when given. Well, they started asking people, rather than, are you in favor of school discipline, uh, do you trust somebody you don't know to hit your child? And oddly enough, people started answering that, no, no, uh, I don't. My my parents definitely trusted somebody that... 
<laughs> they didn't know to hit their children. Not only that, but then they would hit their children when they got home for having to be hit by somebody they didn't trust. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they had to hit their children. Yeah, you're in trouble for what? For getting into trouble? <laughs> we we would be like, can't you just beat me here at school so I can avoid the beating at home? Okay, maybe beatings. Uh, <laughs> tough term. Uh, damn near impossible question coming up this morning. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. A uh, chance for you to get that $50 gift certificate to the original Sunrise Cafe. That'll get you a lot of food. Uh, all you have to do is answer our question coming up after 8 o'clock. Start working on it now. When uh, this game became popular about 15, 16 years ago, believe it or not, pencil sales in the United States went up over 700%. What was the game? If you know the answer, stick around after 8 o'clock. You can win. Live home, live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Really unfortunate news about student test scores declining across the country. According to the National Assessment of Educational Progress, which serves as a kind of national report card, declines were seen among high and lower performing students in fourth and eighth grade in both math and reading. Math scores for eighth grade fell by eight points from 282 in 2019 to 274 this year. The sharpest decline recorded in more than half a century of testing. Now, when students returned to in-person classes last year, educators we know scrambled to manage COVID surges, quarantine, mask mandates, and staffing shortages. These results come after President Biden's American Rescue Plan provided a historic $122 billion in funding to help schools safely reopen and stay open, combat learning loss, and address student mental health. But clearly, the damage was already done. So throwing money at the problem apparently didn't work. Appalling test scores, declining math and reading proficiency. An alarming number of kids were falling behind. It's a story of the latest national assessment of education progress. Scores are telling, confirming what many suspected would be the pandemic's troubling, pervasive impact so on learning. During the pandemic, they didn't uh, spend it reading books? Apparently not. Hmm. Or, you know, a lot of people were like, hey, I'm keeping my kids home. I don't want them being around possibility of other sick kids and bringing it home to... Us or, you know, maybe elderly I mean, grandparents. You can, you can still learn things at home. That's the problem. Idaho students did better on what's called the National Report Card than did many others across the country. Performing above national average in all aspects of the test, well, except for fourth grade reading. They didn't do well. Uh, but before celebrations uh, get underway, all of Idaho's scores were lower than they've been in more than a decade. So even though Idaho did better than a lot of the rest of the country. They, it's the worst scoring that they've had in over 10 years. And when you pair that with uh, the ISAT scores last year, the numbers show that Idaho kids are especially struggling with math. They've got a lot of catching up to do. But what do we? here's what we do about it. Maybe they've been watching Fox Business Channel like we have. <laughs> At some point, what do you do about it? I mean, do you just... You know, shrug your shoulders and go, hey, this is what happened. You you have this group of children who are just not going to be as educated or up to par as previous kids have oh, been be, because of the pandemic. To be fair, you have a group of those every year. But not as many as you have had. Yeah. I mean, you're talking huge drops. I mean, this isn't like a 1% or 2%. Nationwide, 8th grade math scores fell in almost every single state. Idaho was no different in 
2019, only 37% of students tested were proficient above in uh, eighth grade math. Proficient or above. 37. That's back in 2019 before the pandemic. This year, that number dropped to 32%. That's the poorest showing since 2005. So what do they call this report? Dumb and Dumber? I guess. Mm. Idaho's reading scores have dropped significantly. Eighth graders are ahead of the national average in Idaho. Eighth graders fell from 37% scoring proficient or above on uh, reading tests to just 32% in 2022. That's also Idaho's lowest level since 2007. Fourth graders' drop was just the same from 37 in 2019 to 32%. Their lowest since 2009. So they should jump into action and make the test easier? No, I, I, I just wonder what, what you do here because the only thing that's going to fix this problem is if teachers and specifically parents, I think, are going to need to jump in on this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you can just say, hey, I count on my teachers to teach my kids. Well, I would say they the, couldn't do it during the pandemic, the, so now they yeah. got to catch up, and it's got to be everybody. I would say the solution is uh, bear down and get back to normal as soon as possible. Well, I think we're back to normal. Okay. But now how do you make up that? Well, because you don't, you don't necessarily. We had a two-year interruption, and, and it is what it is. So that's that's my question. Is, is that's what it's going to be, that group of kids – that are you know went through that that were in school during that time are just going to be dumber when they graduate than everybody else coming forward or everybody else in the past and you just say maybe not nothing dumber we, maybe maybe nothing a, we can do about it maybe a tad less skilled less practiced than others but uh, you, you can make up for that I think you can make up for that as a parent you can make up for that on your own if you're a, a fa- fairly smart kid and know how to study will they do it I don't know some will some won't I know. Uh, but I'm saying, how how do you get to that point? Or do you just, like you said, shrug your shoulders and say, this is the way it's going to be? No, I don't think you shrug your shoulders necessarily, but... Well, you uh, know what I mean. You well, don't yeah, I do. you physically shrug your shoulders, but like you said, it's you like, go, this I mean, is, you can't go this back is and, just the way it's going to be. You can't go back and get 2020 and 2021 back. No, but you can make up for it. But you, you will, can try. will parents and you teachers be willing to do that? Study more intensely and, and have, the, uh, have the parents do more, but some will and some won't again. Uh, Sean in Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. How are you this morning? Uh, do you care? <laughs> hey, I have something to say you care. about these math scores in the schools. What is that? Um, well, first of all, the math that they're trying to teach these guys today is 100% different. I mean, it has numbers in it and stuff. But the way to get to the answer is way harder and longer than it was when I was in school. You know, you can't, they don't do two plus two is four anymore. They do two plus a with a parenthesis, but then you have to draw some diagram and the answer is still four. So maybe they're doing it on purpose. What would that purpose be? I have no idea. Oh. It just popped into my head. But okay. what I'm saying is, I don't know why math is so much harder and difficult nowadays than it was, you know, even 15 years ago. Um, so when my kid comes home from school and he needs help with math, I look at it and I go, I don't, 
I do it how I think I should, and he tells me, no, that's not the way they tell us to do it. <laughs> what grade is he in? Um, sixth grade, sixth middle grade. school. Yeah, so you're, you're talking right about where these testing uh, yeah. scores are showing. Thank you for the call. Appreciate I mean, it, Sean. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take your input on what you think on this. Love to hear from you. If you have kids in school, what do you think the answer is? What are you willing to do? You can also email us, mike at kby.com or chris at kby.com. Time for another check on sports right now, brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Uh, get in for lunch every day. You want to know how popular the place is for soup? Uh, we told you yesterday, jalapeno bacon potato cheddar every Wednesday. Nathaniel, our producer, went in for lunch yesterday at 1 o'clock specifically to get the soup. He, you got the last bowl, and they were out. At 1 o'clock in the afternoon, they opened up at 10.30, and they were already out. That's how popular and great-tasting their soups are. Don't believe me? Get in today and check it out for yourself. We're getting ready for Thursday night football tonight, and it looks like it could be a pretty decent matchup with the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's two really good quarterbacks playing tonight. Tom Brady, of course, for the Buccaneers, and Lamar Jackson for the Ravens. Once again, you'll be able to watch the game on Amazon Prime. A couple of trades made yesterday in the NFL as well as the Chicago Bears traded veteran pass rusher Robert Quinn to the Philadelphia Eagles in exchange for a fourth-round draft pick. Both teams announced the terms of the trade Wednesday afternoon, pending Quinn passing a physical later on today. And you never know what's going to happen in the NFL. The New York Jets have been quietly winning football games recently, and they went out and made an acquisition, got themselves another weapon yesterday, acquiring James Robinson from the Jacksonville Jaguars. He addressed the media yesterday and said he was dozing off at home when he found out that he was traded. They didn't tell me about it really. Like, it was just out of the blue, kind of. So I was at home, kind of dozing off, and get a call, and that was that. Yeah, the NFL is definitely a business. Once again, Amazon Prime tonight, Buccaneers taking on the Baltimore Ravens. I'm Rick Worthington. And for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI. Boise. Jeremiah Bates with us once again this morning. We're ahead of the opening about eight minutes away. 350 points is about what the Dow futures are up as of right now. Uh, we could see four straight days of up days on Wall Street. Uh, blew through past uh, 32,000 uh, yesterday. But today, uh, Jeremiah, I want to talk about the story uh, coming out that uh, Idaho Attorney General, along with five other attorneys general, are demanding that Albertsons delay their $4 billion dividend special dividend to shareholders what what is going on here why why is that something that they need to do and is it necessarily a bad thing that shareholders get some extra money no i mean in my opinion no i mean and, and first let's kind of look at what a special dividend is and it's a uh, it's essentially a dividend that's outside of the normal dividend schedule that are generally paid quarterly from companies to shareholders. Generally, that's in the form of cash. So if you own a stock and that company announces a dividend, generally you see on your statement or your transaction history that a dividend came in of an amount really correlated to how much shares you've owned of that company. Well, depending on what what the company's going through, generally it's a certain event, whether it's a merger or something along those lines, a company can announce what's called a special dividend. So in this case, Albertsons, upon the merger with Kroger, announced that they're going to do a $4 billion dividend payment 
to shareholders. Now, Mike, you touched on it. You have a group of attorney generals that not only are scrutinizing the merger in and of itself, they're really demanding a pause of this special dividend. Now, there's the comments that were made are very telling. The first comment is that it could be a massive improper giveaway to certain shareholders. Additionally, said that Albertsons, with less cash available, assuming the merger falls through, that Albertsons would have difficulty uh, really competing in a competitive marketplace with less cash. I'm going to focus on the former statement, where they said it's an improper giveaway to certain shareholders. Well, who are those certain shareholders that they're referring to? A group of private equity investors led by Cer what is it? Uh, Cerberus? Cerberus Capital Management. It's a private equity company worth about $55 billion. This is a group that is the controlling, owns the controlling stake in Albertsons. They paid $350 million for Albertsons back in 2006. They're the largest investor. They are highly, highly motivated for this deal to go through. And they're going to be the direct beneficiary of this $4 billion dividend payment. Now, whether you agree with it or not, that's just the way the ownership structure is. And given this administration, given the FTC, given the attorney generals on, on their approach on this, they just don't like the deal, period. They don't like the, the, the thought of the top five grocery store chains combining right. and really com like making a superstore. They feel like it's not going to benefit consumers and that prices actually might go higher. So I think this is just another ploy, another play by the administration to try to pause the deal and then just add another layer to it where they, wanna, where right. they want to pause this dividend. Real quickly, we're about out of time here. Um, is there any way the attorney generals can stop this? Yeah, I mean, they could issue an injunction and they could they could essentially issue a court order to demand a, a pause to it. I mean, okay. they could if, if, if they see fit. I mean, and Albertson's kind of been clear. They said, hey, we, we got a good balance sheet. We're in a good position. We can pay this dividend even if this deal falls through. So, I mean, bottom line is this whole thing has to go through the legal gauntlet and it's going to take time. And this is just another another part of it. All right. Uh, thank you, Jeremiah. We'll get an update from you on the stock market. Looks like it's going to be opening up anyway at uh, a few minutes away. Uh, get an update here from an hour and we'll, uh, in about an hour and we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thank you, gents. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 7.34, good morning. Thanks for listening in. Our phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Stock market open now for four minutes, and uh, the Dow is officially now up 400 points. After being up yesterday, day before yesterday, and the day before that. Yeah, right. What, are they, what sort of disappointment are they setting us up for? <laughs> Uh, Standard and Poor is up. I have not seen of the NASDAQ. Uh, uh, it, NASDAQ is also up. It was down a little bit before the opening as far as the futures are concerned, but all three of the indexes are up. Good news, at least for today. <laughs> uh, coming up tomorrow morning, don't forget, this is the time of day. Breakfast begins being served at Biscuit and Hogs at 7 a.m. You're invited to join us for the Casper and Chris Hometown Breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. And uh, we'll be there from 6 to 10, however they open up at 7 o'clock. Keep that in mind. Come on out for breakfast. Tomorrow, you can celebrate National First Responders Day with us. So if you're a first responder, you want to get into Biscuit and Hogs tomorrow because all first responders will get a free meal valued at up to $16 with your proof of being a first responder. So just show your IDs as your proof, your badge, and you can get that free meal. Not just breakfast. This is This is all day tomorrow. Uh, at Biscuit and Hogs. Also tomorrow morning, Biscuit and Hogs, KBOI sweet deal. 
$50 gift certificate for only $25. And cannot reiterate enough, if you have not yet signed up for your sweet deals, you need to go to KBOI.com. And you can do that right now if you want to get registered. Because the problem is, tomorrow, the uh, Biscuit and Hogs, one of our fastest selling. I mean, it it sells out in under three minutes all the time. easy. So if you want to get that, if you have to register and and plug in your information for your credit card and whatnot, you're probably going to miss out. So just fair warning to you, tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock, it goes on sale. Easy to do. Go to KBOI.com, click on that sweet deals link, and then take advantage of that deal. And then don't forget, join Chris and myself tomorrow morning for breakfast at Biscuit and Hogs in Meridian. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Student scores have dropped nationally since the tests were last administered to 4th and 8th graders in 2019. Idaho scores also declined since 2019, but they remain above national averages for 8th graders and near the national average for 4th graders. Idaho 8th graders perform better than any of their peers across the nation in mathematics and above the national average in reading as well. In 8th grade reading, only two states performed significantly better than Idaho, while 30 scored significantly lower. Among 4th graders, Idaho did lose some ground in both math and reading, posting scores around the national average. It's a good news, bad news story. The testing scores sucked. But they didn't suck as bad as some of the other states. <laughs> John writes That's in. like when people talk about our inflation. Uh, they say, yeah, inflation in America is bad. And it's the 150th worst in the, in the, in the world right now. Uh, John writes in. My coworker's wife is a teacher of middle school students. She was explaining that she needs to make about 10 separate learning plans for each class now to try and cater to the student's learning style. Mm -hmm. Then she needs to make a different test to be fair and inclusive for each of those learning styles. My question is, what happens when these students get out in the real world and a business just lets them go if they can't learn the way that they are trained Mm -hmm. to do in their job? You're right. That's that's what happens. That is the real world. Yeah. Uh, Text message in at 208-336-3700. Parents have failed their kids. You can't reward the advanced kids. It makes the average kids... Average kids feel bad. You can't segregate the slow kids. It makes them feel stupid. You can't punish disruptive kids uh, or their parents want to sue the school. You can't segregate the non-English speakers because it makes them feel bad. So we've turned into mediocrity, and we now well, uh, hence the in the t- top ten in mediocrity. Hence the ten different uh, te- yeah. teaching plans or the lesson plans that uh, that teacher has to come up with. I well, you know it, well it, it and it used to be. They didn't cater it. You, you, yeah. you adjusted to the teacher. You adjusted to the class, or you got to practice next year. You know, what? back when they used to, what was it? You could take four. You could take fourth grade. What three, four years in a row if you didn't pass? I wonder would you? I mean, because they shaving don't, by the time you hit, they don't grade. like to do it anymore. And I know I, I get it. Parents don't like to do it either. Would you, as a parent? You know, you, you you have kids during this time of COVID, and, you know, they've fallen behind. As a parent, would you be willing to hold your kid back a year in school to help them catch up if they were in the lower 25 or 20% of the class? And again, it, it, there was a time when it wasn't a, a choice. No. If you flunked, you took it again. That's it. Period. Would you be willing to do Would you be willing to do what it took? I mean, we had, just to give you an example, I mean, we had kids that, you know, didn't do well, and I'll use one. My 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 youngest son, 
just didn't get algebra. And he wanted to drop out. He wanted to quit. He said, I don't need so, algebra. Not that and, unusual. And I, and I know. And I said, and we talked to him and I said, well, do you want to go to college? And he goes, well, yeah, I want to go to college. And he goes, then you have to have algebra. I go, you can't just drop out and not do algebra if you're going to be wanting to go to college. So we had to hire a tutor. A tutor. He, he was getting D's and F's in algebra. He just he didn't understand. He didn't get it. Yeah. That tutor, through help, it took about six months of meeting with the tutor three times a week, um, but ended up getting A's and B's after working with the tutor. And it had to be a tutor because I wasn't going to be able to help with algebra. I'm no good at it. Now, now I think it gets to the point where if your kids are out of elementary school, um, most parents I don't think can help their kids. I don't, you know what I mean? Because it's become so difficult in in the way. And some a, a caller brought it up earlier this morning. And the way te- math is taught these days is different than when you and I were in school. Yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, if you want to weigh in on this, please feel free. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. Final check on sports for you now with Rick Wordenson, brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. If you uh, want to find a great place to get yourself lunch or dinner, you're not going to find a better place than Fat Guys. As a matter of fact, they've been rated, rated the number one deli in the entire state of Idaho. Get in today and find out why. Good morning as we get set for the Broncos' big game on Saturday against Colorado State. Boise State football is certainly on a roll right now. The only unbeaten team still in Mountain West play. Bob Beeler with more for us this morning. The Broncos have won three straight heading into Saturday's game with Colorado State. The winning streak has coincided with changes on the offensive side of the ball. Wide receiver Latrell Capel says there's a good vibe going right now. It was conference play. It was time to get into conference play. We were already 1-0, and at the end of the day, our goal is to win the Mountain Championship. So it doesn't matter who's OC. It doesn't matter who's quarterback. That's what, that's what our goal is, and we're going to keep fighting to that goal. It doesn't matter who's on the team. Capels leads the receivers with 22 catches on the season for 211 yards. The Broncos will go for 5-0 in the Mountain West with kickoff at 5 o'clock on Saturday. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. And we hope you'll join us for Bronco game day starting at 12 o'clock on Saturday. The tailgate show will follow at 2 p.m., followed by the pregame show officially with Bob Beeler and Pete Cavender at 4 o'clock. Kickoff for the game against Colorado State Saturday evening is at 5 p.m. at Albertson Stadium. I'm Rick Worthington. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Just made a mistake. You did? Yeah, I, I looked up the stupid menu at oh, uh, Biscuit and Hogs and now realize that I have a whole 24 hours before I'm going to eat it, get to eat mm-hmm. any of this food. Um, man, they have some good stuff on their menu. That's where we're going to be for the hometown breakfast tomorrow. Don't forget, you are invited to uh, join us. It's kind of a cool thing that uh, Biscuit and Hogs is doing. Um, That's one of those places where I look at the menu and I narrow it down to what I'm going to get. I narrow it down to like 11 different dishes. <laughs> um, tomorrow, all first responders are going to get a free meal. Tomorrow's National First Responders Day, and Boomer um, has decided that th- this is a cool thing he's doing tomorrow for first responders. He will be doing this on November 11th also for veterans. So between now, you have the First Responders Day tomorrow, and then Veterans Day coming up on the 11th, you'll have a chance to get a free meal with, just with proof of uh, being a first responder tomorrow, a veteran on November 11th, and that value up to $16. Um, we're going to be there broadcasting live tomorrow. You're invited to uh, come out and join us. Hopefully we'll see you there. It's the Hometown Breakfast brought to you by... 
Overdale Plumbing. Uh, text message in at 208 336 No name on this. says, I'm wondering why this generation even needs to have an aptitude uh, for math. Software is so advanced now that it seems that an aptitude for technology and computer skills is the skill set that is more valuable than math. Yeah. That's a similar argument, too. I don't need to know anything. I can look it up. Is he right? I don't know. Yes, the, I mean, you still... Well, yes and no. You still I mean, have if, to have yeah. some basic math. True. You know, but depending on what you want to do for a living, there's no reason well, for you or I to I, take geometry for what we've done for our entire I, life. You know, I, I knew kids that I graduated from high school with that, uh, for some reason, just had a mental block when it came to uh, giving back change of a dollar. Yeah. You still see that today. Yeah. Okay, this costs 64 cents. Here's a buck. Okay, I give you back. What, what do oh. I give you? Um, uh, carry the tea. I don't have enough fingers to count this. Uh, Celeste uh, writes in at Mike at KBOI.com. Or I'm sorry, this is a text, 208-336-3700. says, parents need to understand what the curriculum is before the child begins the next grade. Kindergarten teachers need to know the, the expected first grade curriculum to prepare. Parents need to be invested in helping, reinforcing every single night. Get a tutor if necessary. That's the biggest thing, too, I think. Parents need to be maybe more invested. And I'm not saying all parents. I know some parents are invested. You mm-hmm. talk with your teacher. You discuss where they're falling behind or whatever. Some people are. Some parents are too busy to do that. There's really no guarantee how your child is going to do, but you can certainly narrow the odds. Yeah. Uh, I, had, I was friends who had a, with someone who had a six-year-old in kindergarten were not aware that their son wasn't ready for first-grade reading. I helped them over the summer, summer because they worked. He was better, still deficient. First grade, put him in special class two times a week, and we all worked with him. Teacher communicated with parents on a regular basis. It was not fast, but we kept him interested and ensured he knew this would help him in football, baseball, etc., and that engaged him. Parents spent half an hour with him every single night without fail. Uh, second grade testing, a couple weeks ago, that seven-year-old is now reading very comfortable at second grade level. Fantastic. And But look at the work that it took. I'm wondering if, you know, there are some parents might not be able to put that amount of time in. Again, <laughs> nobody said life was fair. No. And they're going to find that out because somebody pointed out, you know, when you get out on your own in the real world, in the business world, mm-hmm. they're not going to make allowances for that yeah. like they do in schools. Right well, now. You know, if, if you're working for a business and, and they're and you're living, you know, depend on what you do, you may not get a second chance. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It is 8.07. Phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Looking at the calendar, uh... Eight years ago today, Walmart had to issue an apology because they had uh, put out a a line of women's plus-size Halloween costumes, and they had labeled them fat girl costumes for some reason. And apparently that there was, there, there was a bit of backlash about that. Really? Yeah. Speaking of backlash. Did you know it's National Potato Day? I did not know that. Seems like something we should celebrate in Idaho. In Idaho, yeah, definitely. I mean, good grief, we have a potato semi. I, I we, love the 
comedians back in the 70s. What is that famous potato? I mean, how many famous potatoes can you name? There's Mr. Potato Head, maybe Mrs. Potato Head. Who else? That's true. Well, the potato, did they have kids? Did they have little potato tots? Tater tots? Yeah. You know, here in Idaho, we also have the uh, Airbnb, one of the most popular Airbnbs in the country. Um, that's a huge potato. Yeah. You know, so we have we also have that. That's kind of a famous potato, right? You have the I, potato on the I back of a truck. That's kind of a famous potato. I, I don't. I don't know whether it's. I don't have an urge to like go go stay at some place that's just unusually shaped. I don't. My guess would be if you looked into the people who are booking this, probably not mostly Idahoans. I'm guessing. Uh-huh. I'm guessing Could it be. would be people from my, out of the state my that sister, are doing it. My sister-in-law uh, drove cross country a few years ago, and they stopped in every state capital and took a picture of Mr. Potato Head. Uh, you know, sitting somewhere where you could see like something uh, cool in the background, like the Capitol Dome or something. But you always had Mr. Potato Head in every single because they were coming out here to Idaho. And they stopped at the Potato Museum in Blackfoot. The one thing they were disappointed about, they wanted to see that semi that had the huge potato on it. And the whole time they were here, it was in California on tour. <laughs> well, you remember here just recently that uh, the potato semi got a huge fine for speeding and being over 4,000 pounds over. Wow. It's a big potato. Stingray Rob was uh, driving the truck. Uh, Stingray Rob, by the way, is a uh, race car driver here from Idaho. Un- Unlike us, it's not a commentator. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to give you an example, too, I mean, my wife uh, was traveling for business. She was in Canada Mm -hmm. and called all excited. He goes, they just did a story here in Canada on the potato Airbnb in in Idaho. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, And, I mean, she was in, uh, oh, God, I can't remember off the top of my head which town it was. It was in eastern uh, Canada. So I mean, you're talking so like a long, yeah. You're, you're talking a long. I think it was Ottawa, Montreal. I think it was Ottawa. So you're talking a long way from Idaho, and she's sitting there in her hotel room. And it's like they're doing a story <laughs> on the Idaho potato here right now. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I think it's a lot of people. You remember when we that did are going through that are visiting? You remember the concert we did, Lala Potato? Hmm. It was patterned after Lollapalooza, and we all got uh, those T-shirts, and we had potato names like there was Commentator mm-hmm. and uh, Dictator. Yeah. Uh, Darth Tater. Yeah. Um, oh, the uh, the general manager said he wanted me to come up with a name, so I called him Facilitator. <laughs> he liked that. And then I there was like sweet potato, hot potato, tater tot. Yeah. Idaho actually has two um, of the top ten most unique Airbnb locations. And that... Uh, including the potato? Including the So the potato oh, is one. I think the potato is number one. Um, the other one is a fire lookout in North Idaho. So Oh, yeah. It, I've it, seen that one, too. Yeah. yeah. You can go stay there. It used to be a fire lookout, you know, that they don't, would... Don't you have a responsibility while you're there to actually watch for fire as well? No. No. no? You don't I have to? Don't have to do that? Just strictly but vacation? It's, yeah. It's, it's like a four-star resort, but they've changed... It's just an old fire lookout yeah. that they changed into... Um, an ever, Airbnb, and it's, it's one of the top your... 10 unique places in the country to stay. Even, neither one of those two locations, yeah. by the way, it's almost impossible to get in because they are always booked, and that's why they so if are you, so popular. If you've had this lifelong fantasy of being uh, an incredibly lonely uh, forest ranger. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that. 208 336 For those of you who fly, we're going to talk a little bit about flying. Uh, I hope to get to this today, partially because of uh, what... 
Biden had to say uh, on airlines paying for extra legroom. Um, but in talking about that, there's an airline. I mean, middle seats are horrible. I, I hate <laughs> sitting in the middle seat. I will do everything and anything possible to not have to sit in a middle seat. Right. One of the worst flights I ever took uh, was on a huge plane overnight flight from Hawaii back to the mainland. And there were like six seats across the middle and there were three seats on each outside. And I was in like the middle seat of the middle of the plane. So it was, it was miserable. Um, there's a airline in Australia, Virgin Australia is trying to see if they can make middle seats more appealing. And I'm just curious if you would do this. They're launching a lottery with the $230,000 in prizes for people who fly in the middle seat. So, so, so you you book the middle seat, and then you're in the lottery. You're to win automatically prizes. entered in the prizes to win that two hundred and thirty. I would do it if one of the prizes was an aisle seat. <laughs> would that? Would that? I I don't think unless I'm going to have that chance to win the full two hundred and thirty thousand yeah. dollars. I mean, if you're just got hey, you get a free hundred dollar voucher on your next flight. Mm, okay, here, here's here's the I thing. I hate the middle seats. Would so you much. sit in the middle seat for a free drink? No. Okay. Absolutely not. How 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 much would it take to get you to sit in the middle seat? Um, if you gave me a free flight. Really? Yeah. If you gave me a free flight. So several hundred in bucks another then. in another middle seat. <laughs> I I would go. Okay, that's the bare minimum. <laughs> uh, that, that I don't I mind. Take. I don't mind a middle seat if I'm sitting like between two people that I'm traveling with. But if I have to sit between strangers, that usually. Okay, you know how there are a lot of people who just they hate to sit next to a fat person on an airplane. Well, I can't sit next to those people that hate to sit next to a fat person. <laughs> uh, wait, I resemble that statement. Well, yeah. Um, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Congressman Russ Fulcher is going to be in the studio with us, doing something a little bit different today because he is in the studio. We've uh, never had a chance for you to actually call in and ask the congressman questions. We're going to give you that chance coming up this morning at about 8.35 when he is in here. On the way next, we've got a $50 gift certificate to the original Sunrise Cafe. We'll get to that right after Bronco Sports today. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, 208-888-4128 for all your real estate needs. Eric, you're going to get first crack at our question today. We have a $50 gift certificate to the original Sunrise Cafe, if you can answer our question. Use it at any one of the original Sunrise uh, Cafes. Um, when the this game became popular about 15, 16 years ago, Pencil sales, surprisingly, in the United States went up over 700% that year. What was the game? The game was Sudoku. Yes, it was. Yay, it became Sudoku. popular in 2006. Uh, apparently, up until that point, uh, Americans just didn't have pencils anymore. So, yes, Sudoku, uh, congratulations. You've got a $50 gift certificate. To the original Sunrise Cafe, hold on the line. We'll get some information from you. Hey, we're not done with the winning yet today. Keep in mind, we have another chance for you to pick up your tickets to the Boise State CSU game coming up on Saturday afternoon. Kickoff at 5 o'clock. Should be a beautiful day 
for football. Perfect fall football weather. Temperatures going to be in the mid-50s that day. Should be a pretty good amount of sunshine, and it's an early kickoff, so it's not going to be freezing by the time the kickoff uh, happens. But you have a chance to win your free tickets coming up this morning. Be ready to text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700 when you hear that cue to text. It's going to be happening sometime over the next hour or so. All right, so be ready to call. Uh, don't be ready to call. Be ready to text the word Broncos. That's all you have to do. Don't do it now because you won't be included in the grand prize drawing. Do it after you hear that cue to text. Stick around. We'll take a break here. Coming up next, after the bottom of the hour news, Congressman Russ Fulcher will be in studio live with us coming up this morning, doing things a little bit different. If you have questions for the Congressman, uh, time for you to go ahead uh, get in now if you would like at 208-336-3700. We're going to allow a little time for you to ask questions of the Congressman if you wish this morning. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It is 838. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. And in the studio with us today, first time in a long time. We were trying to remember the last time you... You were actually able to come in the studio with us. It was before COVID, but we appreciate you taking uh, some time this morning. Congressman Russ Fulcher is in the uh, great state of Idaho instead of Washington, D.C., head of the election, campaigning, talking with people uh, around the state. Uh, thank you for coming in. Uh, Going to do things a little bit different today because of the fact that you are in the studio. It makes it a little bit easier to do this. If you have questions for the congressman, feel free to call in at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, and uh, you could ask uh, questions of the congressman. We're just out of the election uh, here, uh, less than two weeks away, uh, as you are traveling the state, campaigning and talking to people. What are you, what are you hearing? Um, what, what are the uh, big things that people in Idaho are concerned about right now? Nothing is going to surprise you with that. First of all, thank you for letting me come in. It has been a long time, but nothing is going to surprise you there. Inflation is, is at the top in what... People are paying at the pump, people that are paying at the gas station. It's truly, truly having an impact. And so that's definitely at the top. I'll tell you, um, uh, probably after that has to do concerns about uh, the world that I work in and and, uh, uh, the lack of trust, quite frankly, with I think uh, a lot of the the, uh, uh, Washington, D.C. system, the bureaucracies, the uh, whole political realm has got people – just concerned, you know, all of the, all of the, the January 6th related stuff and the uh, uh, FBI and intelligence community stuff and investigations and all that kind of thing. And uh, it, to be honest, I don't have answers on a lot of those things, too, right. when they come around because I'm I concerned. Don't think about, I don't think I'm you're alone in that. <laughs> I'm concerned about it, too. But the, uh, inflation definitely is number one, but just concern overall about the trustworthiness of the system, I'd say, is probably next. With the uh, Roe v. Wade thing that happened earlier this year, um, you know, Democrats are still trying to make that a, a huge issue. And I know Idaho is a red state. How much is that coming up in conversations in your travels through the state? You know, not a lot. Uh, I think it's, like you say, it's uh, not just a red state, but it's a, generally speaking, there's a very strong life uh, component here. But I think moreover is most people have under uh, the understanding that that decision didn't really change any of the, uh, any of the uh, laws on the federal level. What it did is it transitioned it to the states. And so, just hasn't turned into the 
the level of, of just hasn't uh, transmitted to the level of interest that it has apparently in other parts of the country. Um, let's go to the phone lines here. Like I said, we're taking uh, phone calls this morning at 208-336-3700. Dan and Nampa has a good question. Congressman Russ Fulcher is uh, on with us this morning. Uh, good morning, Dan. Uh, good morning, Russ. Hey, Dan. You there? Yeah. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning. I would like to know why gain-of-function is going on in Boston and why Congress is funding that. Gain-of-function as in... Uh uh, Taking the Omicron variant and mixing it with something else to create another deadly, deadly virus. Didn't know that it was. And, and I don't doubt it, uh, but did not know that it was. Uh, some of that uh, funding is supposedly to come up with, uh, with ways to prevent some of the transmission of that stuff. So that, that would be the only thing that pops to mind, Dan. But, hey, I'll be happy to look into it. I, I don't know. I, I'm not, not aware of that going on, especially funded by us, but happy to look into it. Any info you got, please contact, contact my office so we know where to start. All right, Dan, thank you very much for the phone call. Assuming you have uh, another term, what uh, is going to be most important to you uh, personally, during the next yeah. term, I mean, my my guess would be something along the lines of public lands. Yeah. So, right now, I'm on the uh, uh, Natural Resource Committee, and I'm a ranking member for public lands. Mm-hmm. And there is at least a possibility, if there's a transition in the majority, that I could be the chairman of that. And then I want to be because that's such a huge deal to Idaho. Over half of our land mass, 61, 62 percent is public or federal. It's more than that if you can consider the state. But uh, so, so dealing with that is is a big, big issue. Most people have no idea that um, that changes everything in our state because of that dependence. Every year we have to negotiate PILT, payment in lieu of taxes, SRS, which is Secure Rural Schools. Those are the offsetting monies that uh, Idaho gets because we don't have the ability to property tax and that type of thing. So um, being involved with that and trying to 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 drive more local. Control. I, I strongly believe that we'd be better off if we were making more of those decisions uh, closer to home or in home. And so that'll be right at the top. Other things, uh, Chris, that have changed so much is just um, uh, unlike two years ago, we are very, very dependent on outside sources for our energy. And that's largely because uh, we have, at least for now, uh, hindered the uh, uh, exploration on federal lands for energy. And so uh, trying to influence that would be another big factor. Um, trying to influence how how much of the spending is going on that's causing some of the inflation should be in a, in a position where we can influence that a little bit more. So those are going to be at the top. Um, the Pentagon earlier this week, and the story we talked about here on KBOI, um, announced that they are going to provide travel funds and support for troops and uh, their families who are seeking abortions. Um, what are your thoughts about the military? They won't, pay f- they won't pay for the actual abortions, but they will pay for people to travel in states like Idaho if they want to travel out of state. You what know, are your thoughts on uh, the, the government paying I've, for that? I've heard of some private companies that are looking at doing something similar. You know, on the, on the, private, on the private side, uh, there's, there's really not much that you can do there on the on the federal when i say that you know just legally and i'm not sure how what would the appropriate role of the government trying to influence that because that's a private decision in the private sector 
on the military, my personal opinion is is that uh, hey, they need to they need to follow the uh, uh, the guidelines as set for the rest of the the uh, federal channels and and also respect the the fact that the um, the Supreme Court decision is pushing those decisions towards states. So, is there a conflict there with them? Are they overriding that? Are they trying to steer uh, that? I don't know the answer. Um, but there could be certainly a question there that uh, they could be conflicting with the overall effort of just transmitting that authority to the states as opposed to the federal government. Um, and and uh, so we just need to look at that closer and, and uh, see if there's a conflict and then try to act accordingly. Like me, I think you're not really a fan of omnibus, omnibus bills in Congress. Is anybody working to, to change the way things are so that there, there aren't as many omnibus bills? Yeah, so the very first bill that I launched in Congress, and every year subsequent, it'll be the same this year, is uh, it's called a single-subject bill, and I personally launched that. And to be honest, it's, it's kind of modeled after what we do in Idaho. You need to have one primary subject. There's some other things that may be influenced by it, but there's one primary subject that you deal with at a time. To your point, Chris, and it's a huge issue, We'll get an 800 or a thousand page bill, oftentimes with 24, 48 hours notice, and it's got everything. It's got tax policy, it's got uh, health care policy, it's got border policy, it's got all this stuff. And so the only option you have, no matter who you are, is you have to weigh, okay, how much good versus how much bad, then you cast a yes or a no. That's just not a good way well, to govern. And then special interest groups always want to give you a grade on how you voted, <laughs> and quite a lot of that is voting in omnibus bills, right. which I don't think is the least bit fair. Right. It's not. And then, uh, and so if you ever uh, wonder how come Nancy, for example, I'll pick on Nancy Pelosi for a minute, why she gets a bridge in San Francisco and Chuck Schumer gets a, uh, a new subway stop in New York is, is because that gets buried in this 800,000 piece bill because they want the support there, right? And if, if they're, it's a tight vote, then they go find out who they need in order to try to shift that, whoever the sponsors are, and say, hey, let's see if we can slip a little something in there for Fred or Joe or Mary or whatever to get them to lean for a yes on this vote. Yeah. And, you know, is that the way it happens? Yeah, it is. Is it the right way to govern? No, I don't think it is. I don't think it is the right way to govern. That's why I oppose it. Do you think a, a, a large amount of Congress agrees with you? Yes, uh, and the reason I can say that is uh, uh, earmarks are the the uh, nickname for some of those special little right. handouts right. that goes from one to the other, and they have been. The Congress has mutually agreed to get rid of them over the last uh, four years, and then agreed to put them back. There's a controversy, <laughs> and so yes, there it's a very controversial. Practice. We're talking with Congressman Russ Fulcher today. He's live in the studio. If you have questions, you can call up right now, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Take a break. More with Congressman Russ Fulcher on the way next. Day from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Big thank you to Congressman Russ Fulcher for being in the studio with us today. He is uh, in the state of Idaho, ahead of the uh, upcoming election, talking to Idahoans and campaigning, and uh, also something a little different today because he is in the studio. Taking your phone calls, if you have questions for the congressman, you can uh, call in. Jeb in Meridian, uh, good morning. You're on with Congressman Russ Fulcher. Good morning, and thank you, Congressman Fulcher, for getting on this radio station. It does help us 
answer a lot of our questions. I was curious if uh, you were still considering or going to co-sponsor the Major Richard Starr Act. I think the issue with that is whether or not that uh, families are included. That's the uh, that's the bill, if I recall correctly, that would grant disability pay concurrent uh, for, for combat vets that were injured. Uh, disability pay ongoing if they've been there, if, even though they haven't served for 20 years? The answer would be yes. But the current version, if I recall, Jeb, includes uh, a family member, spouse, and so on. I think you've got to draw the line somewhere because that's, that's, uh, that rolls right into the, to the cost and the debt. Um, but certainly have some, some affinity for the, the combat vets that have been disabled and, and uh, uh, may not meet that 20-year uh, criteria. Thank you for the call, Jeb. Appreciate it. Uh, Wendy in Boise, you're on with Congressman Russ Fulcher. Um, yes, I'm really um, inspired by that single uh, subject bill that you that you do every year. And I'm thinking, what can, because that has a potential to fundamentally change and, and lower the amount of corruption in Washington. What can we do out here to help raise awareness of that and get, get more support for that so that it can actually happen. The agenda for the House primarily is set by the Speaker. And currently this, the Speaker has been unwilling to hear that bill. We hope to have, I hope to have, new leadership after, uh, after this November. And uh, so a great strategy would be to contact whoever that new Speaker is and just communicate that this is something that's important any of your friends, organizations, community partners, whatever that might be, uh, to communicate that there, put this on the agenda, and if nothing else. What's the number of that bill? I don't don't have a number yet because I haven't released a new. I've got the current one, uh, Wendy, and I don't remember it off the top of my head, but it's a single-subject bill. Sure. Can be uh, identified that way and and, uh, encourage leadership to hear the bill. Sounds good. And and then my other question, I have a a daughter who doesn't feel comfortable at all with uh, vaccinating her children. Um, because of the the lack of of a lot of studies done with children, right? Um, what's your stance on making that a requirement to attend school? It just seems like an overreach to me. Yeah, I agree, and it's uh, it's not something I support. I believe that mandate is going to change along with leadership change and military members. Same thing. Okay. I do not agree with the mandates at all. We got about thirty seconds here. Uh, speaking of uh, change, you, you get a little more insight into us. What do you see happening in the House and the Senate here on election day? Very confident the House is going to flip over in over the last two three weeks with Pennsylvania in play, Arizona in play, Wisconsin in play, and so on. I think that there is a very good chance the Senate's going to flip too. Congressman Russ Fulcher. Thanks for taking the half hour and sitting in, taking the questions from our listeners uh, this morning. Um, I'll tell you good luck uh, in the election, less than two weeks away. Hey, look forward to, to doing this again and, and uh, appreciate the time. All right. Thank you very much. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, we'll take a break. we got news coming up here at the top of the hour. Then we'll get to your phone calls and emails. You want to weigh in this morning? Feel free to go ahead and do it. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. 
This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Phone lines are open if you want to get through right now. Uh, once again, thank you for listening, and you can always be a bigger part of the show if you want to call us up, 208-336-3700, toll-free 1-800-529-5264. You can also uh, email Mike at KBOI.com, Chris at KBOI.com, text us, 208-336-3700. By the way, that text number is going to come in handy sometime this hour. Chance for you to pick up your Boise State tickets. Boise State, Colorado State, Saturday afternoon, 5 o'clock kickoff. And the weather will be decent. It's supposed to be decent weather, uh, 55, sunshine, um, perfect. I, I call that perfect fall weather. It's not hot like it was. Uh, yeah. when, when it's 90 degrees out, that's hot to watch a football game to me. And when it's you know 10 degrees, I've done it before, uh, especially the Boise State Vandal games in the past usually would get played as mm-hmm. the final or second to last game of the year. And, man, there were some years where it was 10 degrees and the wind was blowing 20 or 30 miles an hour and just miserable out there. So this is going to be good, and you have a chance to be there absolutely free as Boise State continues their climb to try to get to the Mountain West Championship again. Once again, sometime this hour, text the word Broncos. Don't do it now. I already had somebody try to text in early. Um, text the word Broncos when you hear that cue to text at 208-336-3700, and you can win. Um, John writes in uh, email here just in a story that we just had, top of the hour news, uh, regarding electric school buses in McCall. I predict they will be idled in winter because they won't have the range needed to run all day and keep the cab warm for the kids, especially when the high temp in McCall hits zero degrees. So they, they won't be able to keep the heater running? Uh, I don't. He says that he doesn't think that they'll use the buses in the wintertime because of the amount of electricity needed to keep them running and heating mm-hmm. in McCall. In the news story there, there are certain school districts who will uh, get school buses, well, I mean, electric it, school buses. Is it, worth, is it worthwhile to do this if they have to you know, curb them for two or three months? That, that would be a good question. That's a lot of money. I mean, buses aren't cheap. You know, it's paid with tax dollars. Mm-hmm. So it is, and maybe this is the reason why they're doing it in McCall, Find out if you can do it. Because if you can do it in McCall, then you can do it in any of the cold weather cities. Um, you know, you could do it in Coeur d'Alene, Sun Valley, for instance. So maybe they're doing it in McCall, smaller school district, to see, hey, will electric school buses be a viable thing for cold weather cities in the state of Idaho? Because you're right. If you have to leave a bus set for two or three months in the wintertime, what's the use of buying yeah. a, a, an electric bus? Well, it's a nine-month school year, so if you only could use it for six months, that's... Yeah. Seems like you should try something else. Yeah. Uh, this is an instant message, not signed, but it, it's based on what we were talking about in the past hour. Math is the basis of computer programming. Don't give up on math. You think you don't need it, but you do. Not everyone may need 4D quantum physics, but basic math, accounting, is necessary. It's not impossible. Just like a three point shot, parallel parking, or rolling your R in Spanish, practice makes perfect. If you can't help your kids, teach yourself first. Everyone complaining how kids today don't do this or that. They need parents more involved. Don't leave it to someone else to raise your kids. We've had a couple of people make that point, you know, this morning, that if, you know, the people that are being left, hi- left behind because schools were not in session during COVID, you know, th- are, are they just going to be left behind? They're going to be that far behind for the rest of their school careers or will parents, because I think it does fall on parents. I don't think it falls on the teachers. Yes, the teachers can help, but I think it falls, you know, unfortunately, because of the COVID pandemic and schools not being in session in person, that 
parents are going to have a more difficult job and they're going to have to make the adjustments and just say, hey, look, I can't say I don't have time for this. And we've got a couple of examples that we've received email-wise this morning from people who have gone through this and said, this is what we had to do to get our kids back up, you know, to the level where they should have been. It's not, unfortunately, it's not going to be easy. There are no easy answers, but if you don't do it, then, you know, you've got a two year set of of students. It's like the basis of math itself. There are no easy answers. (laughs) It's true. More true today than ever. Concerned citizen writes in and says, do either of you two happen to know if emissions testing was approved to be eliminated in Ada County, Boise, when will it be final? Could you find a guest willing to discuss it? Uh, it has been eliminated in Canyon County starting, I believe, uh, June of next year. At the end of June. Yeah, at like 20, Ju- July 1st. July actually, 1st, yeah. Is when they're going to stop. 2023. However, I don't think it's been decided for, for Ada County yet. And it may be eliminated in Ada County, but have to continue in the city of Boise, too. That's a possibility. Well, it, it has been voted on, but it has to be signed off on by the uh, Department of uh air quality they have to make sure that we're meeting the minimum level standards if that happens then yes in ada county it will also um be eliminated however we haven't got any guidance as of yet on whether or not um our minimum levels of air quality have been met if that happens then it will also be eliminated uh, eliminated in uh, ada county and 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 oddly enough the deq would just as soon end it yeah uh, Gary and Eagle. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Yes. Uh, months ago, you had Congressman Fulcher on, and he was stating that we were the number one purchaser in petroleum. And if I remember right, Mike, you got in a debate with him. And I was driving at the time. I got home and I checked, and you were by far closer to being right than he was. We were like 10th, I think. The United States, you mean, or? Yeah, okay. the United States. Yeah, India, I think, it buys more than anybody else. Yeah, and Germany, and but I just thought Mike, <laughs> Mike was by far, uh, you know, hmm. right on the issue than uh, can Mr. I, Fulcher was. Can I give you, uh, you can leave the Fulcher part of it out. Can I give you my wife's number, and can you say that whole thing? Just leaving <laughs> Mike Congress? was right. Yeah, Mike was right. <laughs> Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Gary. Appreciate the call. Um, break. I know India is the number one uh, purchaser of of uh, U.S. oil. India is. Yeah. I, I mean, and they don't have a lot of their own oil, and they have how many people are in India? About a billion and a half. About a billion and yeah. a half. Yeah. Um, this was breaking news uh, this week, and I find it interesting. And I, I wonder how much more of this we are going to see. And it was brought up with Congressman Russ Fulcher in the military, because I don't know how long, much longer that the military, especially based on the fact that uh, I think the Navy is the only branch of the military this year, maybe Space Force, um, are the only two branches that will meet their recruiting requirements this year. Everybody else is far behind and will not meet their recruiting requirements. Um, and I think some of that is being laid off on the fact that the military is required to have COVID vaccines. New York Supreme Court has reinstated all employees who were fired for being unvaccinated and orders not only that they be reinstated, but every one of them who was fired, and apparently there were over 1,700 employees 
who were fired, they're ordered to give back pay to all of those and give them their jobs back. Supreme Court found that being vaccinated does not stop the spread of COVID-19. He ordered all New York employees who were fired for not being vaccinated be reinstated with back pay. The court found that being vaccinated does not prevent an individual from contracting or transmitting COVID-19. Maybe dying. New York City Mayor Eric Adams claimed earlier this year that this administration would never hire employees who had been fired over their vaccination status. Apparently he forgot about the Supreme Court could order that. Never say never. New York City fired roughly 1,700 employees for being unvaccinated earlier this year after the city adopted the vaccine mandate uh, under former Mayor Bill de Blasio. Many of those fired were police officers and firefighters. Uniformed Firefighters Association President Andrew Ansbro and Uniformed Fire uh, Officers Associate President Lieutenant James McCarthy condemned Adams earlier this year after the mayor allowed an, an exception. This is the crazy part. The mayor allowed an exception to the vaccine mandate for athletes and other performers while in keeping the mandate for firefighters and police officers. They were still fired for it. That that alone made no sense whatsoever. It's like, all right, if you're an yeah, athlete, you have to get somebody to explain why did you break it down that way. Yeah. So I I'm wondering. You're starting to see more of this. I I I, I get it. This is one of those things that the more we know, the more we know. You know, when this whole thing started, you had Biden, you had Pelosi, you had a lot of politicians, you had Dr. Fauci saying, "Hey, get the vaccine." It'll protect you from getting COVID. It'll stop you from infecting others with COVID. We're finding out now that we've had some time, and Pfizer admitted in court that they didn't even test whether or not that the vaccine would stop you from getting or infecting others with COVID. But we're finding out that it doesn't do that. So I'm wondering now, you have the military is the biggest employer in the, the United States who requires COVID vaccine. Will we start to see more of this start to back off? I don't know. It's interesting that it's, you know. And it depends on how many industries are willing to take it to the Supreme Court. Yeah. Um, this or, one, you know, state Supreme at Court. At least yeah. the state Supreme Court right. in, in that uh, instance. Uh, it will be interesting to see, you're right, if this will go all the way to the uh, Supreme Court. I had mentioned it was the anniversary of the date that uh, I guess Walmart had to apologize for labeling things as fat girl costumes. Someone wrote in to say, um, fat is fat. So am I supposed to believe fat girls don't know they are fat? So you can't call them fat. I am fat. I know I am fat. I don't get upset if someone wants to point out the obvious. Maybe it would be motivation to set a goal for the not-so-fat costume, you know, like going from XXXL to XXL. Uh all I know about that is they didn't have to apologize. They weren't forced to. They simply did because they got complaints. Because regardless of the fact that pretty much everybody has faults or things that they would like to correct about themselves, uh, quite often it's bad business to remind them of that. Paul and Nampa, good morning to you. You're on News Talk KBY. Can you do me a favor? Stay right where you're at. Need to take a break here. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll get to your phone call. Uh, phone lines are open at 208-336-3700. By the way, if you want to get through, the other way to get through, email us, mike at kboi.com, uh, chris at kboi.com, or you can text us. Don't forget, still a chance to win your Bronco tickets. Text the word Broncos when you hear that cue to text. On the way, sometime within the next half hour. Don't go away. It's coming up very soon.
And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 922-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, taking your phone calls and your emails. Paul in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Morning, guys. Thanks for having Russ on there. I missed my question again, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, this thing about the vaccinations and getting reinstated by the Supreme Court, I think that's wonderful. If there were people that needed it the most were the first responders and to be treated the way they were, to be just kicked to the curb like they weren't nothing, was horrible. I just I felt so bad for the nurses and the other people in the hospital that that either had to do it or they, they left. And we even had some in the local area with St. Luke's that people left there and some nurses. And so what I'm getting at, in long story short, would be I would like to see them do the same thing with the military that they've got right on the chopping block right now to kick them out of the military for not taking the backs on that. It's proof that it doesn't necessarily work. And to start using it on children with a mandate is, a, is, is just a mind blower to me. I can't believe they're going to let them do that. I think that needs to be stopped. Thank you for the call, Paul. Appreciate it. Um, Mountain Home Guy writes in, will the Supreme Court vax decision impact Idaho workers fired for not getting the shot? Um, no, because it was a New York state Supreme Court, and it has to do with state workers. Now, this has gone to Supreme Courts already in uh, various states about having to do with private employers. So it's completely different when you compare state right. workers, federal workers, as with the military, when it is compared to private employers like a hospital saying um, you must have this vaccination if you're going to work here. And one of the very first hospitals to require COVID vaccines was uh, Houston uh, in Houston, and they took the court to case and they lost or the case, uh, to, court. case yeah. to court, and they lost. And there's been a few cases that have gone um, to the state supreme courts, and uh, they have lost so far in every instance that a private employer does have the right to require their employees to get to get vaccinated. At least so far. So it's two different things when it comes to a federal or a state worker as opposed to a private employer in enforcing it. Dave uh, wrote in, this is, uh, we didn't have time for this when the congressman was here. We ran out of time. But he says, please ask the congressman who purchased Bogus Basin and for how much and why was it sold now? Because my whole life people wanted to use it year-round but could not. So what has changed? I, I did, just shortly after we got off the air, right before he left, I asked the congressman about that. He said he was not aware Bogus Basin had been sold and I have to admit, neither was I, and I still haven't been able to find any evidence that it has been. There you go. Uh, Blake writes in, Mike, there has never, never, ever, never been a Boise State Idaho football game played in 10-degree weather. Not even close. Who does your research? Fire them. The wind chill, it was below 10. And I can't tell you the exact year that it happened because... I remember going, geez, do I well, really were, want to go with the wind chill being below 10 degrees? There were a, a lot of years when it was the last game of the season, several years in a row, mm-hmm. 
and so it was usually played in at least late November. And that's that's what this year year was. It was a last game late November. Wind was blowing 20, 30 miles an hour. It was snowing and just frigidly cold. I remember the end of the 1994 season, uh, Boise State at that time, still a 1AA team, and we made the, the uh, 1AA playoffs. Uh, several games were played at Bronco Stadium. And every week, it was an extreme weather game, but every week a different kind of weather. Uh, one week, the wind was blowing and it was freezing. Uh, one uh, week, the uh, it, it was pouring down rain. One week, it, it snowed a bunch. You only have to go back to 2014. Uh, Boise State played San Diego State. You remember that year? Temperatures. Well, I remember the year. Yeah, what temp- happened? Temperatures at game time, uh, kickoff were 9 degrees. Hmm. It's the coldest, still the coldest game San Diego State has ever played. <laughs> I was going to say they're not used I, to playing I, in nine degree temperatures. Much like the University of Hawaii, they do not practice in no. nine degrees. Uh, KBOI news time is nine twenty six. Uh, we'll take a break. We've got news coming up here next at the bottom of the hour. If you want to get through on the uh, phone lines, we got lines open right now two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. You can email us. Or text us. Uh, by the way, if you're going to uh, text, stick around. Still have those tickets. Text to win. It could be coming up at any time now. We've got Boise State tickets coming up, by the way. Not even going to be close to 9 degrees coming up this weekend. Expecting uh, game time temperatures at kickoff to be low to mid-50s. Your chance to win coming up. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. You don't have to be first texter. You don't have to be sixth texter, ninth texter. You just have to text. One person will be chosen at random. You just heard. That's the cue to text right there. That's what it sounds like. Right now, you should be texting the word Broncos. That's it. Don't have to text anything else. Takes you like two seconds. Text the word Broncos, 208-336-3700. Before the show is over, we will pick... One person that will uh, get that pair of tickets. But if you haven't texted, now is the time to go ahead and uh, do that. Don't worry. If you don't have a chance to uh, get your tickets for the CSU-Boise State game coming up this coming Saturday, um, we have a chance for you this morning. We'll have more chances for you. Your final chance, by the way, is going to be coming up here uh, tomorrow morning. Um, but Nate Shellman will have another chance for you coming up this afternoon. And if you're going to listen to his show, I would listen for the whole four hours. But... Pay, uh, pay especially close attention to that 5 o'clock hour because he, he packs everything into that 5 o'clock hour, including maybe a chance to hear your cue to text. It's the message uh, not signed, but it says, uh, regarding something we were talking about with Congressman Fulcher, if they know they won't have time to read a bill, then why is it allowed? Why not change things so they can read and, more importantly, understand the bill before they put it to a vote? That's kind of what the congressman was, was saying. When it comes to the omnibus bills, you know, they call them that because they pack everything they can into an omnibus bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite often, they give you an eighteen. He said an eighteen hundred page bill with twenty four hours until you vote. Uh, yeah, that that just seems irresponsible because you have no way you omnibus, can read eighteen hundred pages in yeah, twenty four hours. And, and an omnibus bill, anyway. Uh, there may be things in there that you desperately want to uh, have happen. And at the same time, there will be things in there you don't agree with, and you have to decide what's more important. So it, as far as I'm concerned, it would make considerably more sense to do like the Idaho legislature does and, and pack the, uh, uh, the the subjects that are alike together mm-hmm. in different bills. Yeah. We had a, an example of this with our damn near impossible question earlier this week. 
with, and I can't remember what state it was. Um, oh yeah, where they had the uh, somebody had had thrown into an omnibus bill that if a psychiatrist testified in front of the legislature, that uh, the psychiatrist would be required to wear a wizard's hat and uh, and complete costume and a beard, I think, and it, it was all sorts of it, stuff. And it, it, it passed it, through it, the Senate. It, well, it passed the House there, but not the Senate. Oh, that's the House. That's right, the House, and it, not whatever the Senate, yeah. whatever state it was. It, it passed their House because nobody read nobody it. had time to read it, and <laughs> nobody had gotten that far, and it was buried. Uh, uh, but but when it came time for the Senate, they took a little more time to read the bill and said somebody said no, this is stupid, so they removed it. Yeah, but there's a perfect example of the stupid stuff that could be in an omnibus bill, and as as Congressman Fulcher, uh, you know, said this morning, you know, he is totally against those because you do have to weigh. It's like okay, how important is this? I want to get this passed. Do I just plug my nose and mm-hmm. vote yes on it because this other stuff is horrible? But this is really important to get this passed. Well, and and you may have. Uh, you have to pass an education budget, and if they put that into an omnibus bill with a bunch of things you don't like and you vote no because, okay, this is irresponsible. I can't vote for all yep. these things. I know exactly you will get a, You this. will get a bad grade from yep. the Department of Education or from somebody who uh, you know, is a watchdog group for them saying that, well, he doesn't even support education. When well, it that's, comes, that's not it. When it comes to election time, they will hammer you over the head with it, your opponent, saying he voted against this election bill when, in fact, they may not be voting against the election bill. It just may be the stink from the other stuff, and the omnibus was so bad that they couldn't vote for the education part of the bill. Um, the other thing, and we hear this from, uh, you know, Senator Risch. We hear this from Congressman Fulcher. Uh, the fact that the turnaround time on some of these bills, like like he mentioned, 1,800 pages. Yeah. There is nobody in the world that can sit there and read 1,800 pages they, and do the rest of their job. They all have a staff of, of people who work for them who do things like that, like they, they summarize bills for them, things like that. But, you know, in, in 24 hours, 1,800 pages is, is pretty difficult to get a summary. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why that is. It, it's just one of the many complaints that a lot of people have about it. Comedy. It is. It is because no one has uh, voted to uh, to prohibit it yet. Because um, you know, too many people get something they want that way. John writes in, uh, I just can't wait for the Republicans to take over the House in the midterm election, and I just can't wait for them to impeach Biden in January of 2023. It's a national priority. Yay, impeachment. Fulcher would lead the pack, but what would they impeach Biden for? Having a flawed son? Go, go, go. We have something to watch until baseball comes back uh, next March. I haven't heard this as a huge priority for... I I have, actually. There, There have been several of the Republican uh, congressman who has said that they think that's the first thing they're going to do. McCarthy, for one, Kevin McCarthy. Right. If he becomes Speaker of the House, he says he wants to start impeachment papers on Biden. And they asked him what for, and he said, we'll think of something. I <laughs> mean, based on... But you basically, know. it's revenge. Yeah. So... Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, you could probably see this coming with the impeachment uh, against Trump, because a lot of people are going, what are you impeaching him for? Um, and that, I mean, it ended up never getting convicted. Um, well, because it has to go through uh, the Senate, the the House, and pass by one vote, and then it has to go through the Senate, and it gets 60%. Yeah. So um, you, you could kind of foresee this coming as like, you know, I said it back then. It's like, God, this is going to happen now where both Republicans and Democrats are going to use impeachment just as a weapon to pound over and say say look he's impeached impeachment lasts forever he wasn't convicted i don't care he was still impeached 
But a lot of people think impeached means to be thrown out of office. Yeah, it no. doesn't. It means to be it, brought up on charges. Yeah, there's uh, in front of very in front of Congress. Standard. That's it. Yeah. Um, Idaho boy writes: Both Pfizer and Moderna lied uh, about their vaccines. They said at the beginning that it would help prevent the transmission. It, that's true. Uh, our government forced uh, or tried to force people, um, stating that reason. They knew it was a lie, just like the uh, UK. Yet they still forced it. What else? And we've been lied to about evidence is showing COVID is uh, capitalized as an opportunity for power and money. You cannot trust the government nor government pharma. Verify your doctors. Remember, many spread the lie through their incompetence. Um, I mean, there's certain parts of that you're, you're not wrong. I mean, we're, we're finding out, like I said, we're finding out now that the vaccine does not protect you from getting COVID. does not protect you from infecting another person with COVID. It may protect you from getting sick and dying and helping yeah. so that you the, don't have to go to the hospital for long the, the people who the people who run the intensive care units have said that the ones who come in who have been vaccinated zero uh, are the ones generally who end up dying from it yeah. if, if they do and that the ones who uh, come in and they've gotten their vaccinations they recover so uh, you know that's that's how they report it and there were also people that pounded us over the head saying hey you know, because there were people pushing back and saying it doesn't protect you from getting, uh, you know, the transmitting it to somebody else. You know, then then they kind of pivoted and said, yes, but it helps to keep our hospitals um, more open so that they're not overrun. And if somebody has a heart attack or a car accident, God forbid, that they have a place to go. So then they started pivoting towards towards that. But, yeah, now we can look back, you know, a year, year and a half and, and say as some people said that mm-hmm. you know, president, even the See, president. Now, I, never, I never thought said there was, was going to prevent you from getting. A, it. a lot of people hear stuff like that and they jump right to conspiracy. Oh, it's all a conspiracy, and everybody's in on it. Uh, no, there are things that uh, are. They seem like a good idea at the time, and then you find out a couple of weeks later that you know maybe we shouldn't have done this, maybe we should have done it that way. Those aren't necessarily conspiracies. Sometimes that's just live and learn. And the people who are in charge of that sort of thing, who are in charge of public health, have to make a decision one way or the other. And they generally go by the best information they have at the time. And just because they make a decision one way and not another doesn't mean there's money in it for them. Yeah. I'm I'm still waiting. I mean, you and I get accused from time to time of being involved in the conspiracy and being a paid mouthpiece. Still waiting for my paycheck. here's, Here's what I know. People who always accuse others of lying lie a lot that's why they think other people are lying because they always are fed up writes mike at kvy.com day after day we see and hear the faults of our government system so why hasn't it been corrected yet because they get kickbacks and perks is the wrong answer which we also know so why isn't it being corrected there's the million-dollar question. Fed up, if yeah. you can come up with how an come, answer to that. How come the government isn't perfect yet? We've had so much time. Because <laughs> people aren't perfect. This is the worst. The United States has the worst government of anybody. Unless. Except for everybody else's government. Exactly. <laughs> That's what they said. Dem- democracy, republic, whatever you want to call it, is yeah. the worst form of government, not counting all the others. All the others. You know what the most efficient form of government is? A dictatorship. Because one person makes all the decisions, and you have to do it that way, and there's no discussion. There's, you know, there's no opposition because, of course, opposition gets killed. It's very, very efficient and not the least bit fair, and everyone hates it. You know, we've never tried that. Maybe we should give it a try. People used to say it about Mussolini. They'd say, well, you know, Mussolini's a fascist. Well, yeah, but all the trains run on time now. 
Stephen Boise, uh, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. You know, I have an answer to this, and Fox News was a small portion of it, and now they seem to be, uh, ratings seem to be gooder, better for the media on Fox than they do for the mainstream media. And I think it's because they have not been objective. They've been spreading propaganda, and they support one party. And until we get a media that is objective, and you get to see both sides of a story, and you get to see uh, the facts instead of the spin, then we'll be better off. You remember the famous line from Obamacare that Nancy Pelosi gave us? Mm -hmm. We must pass the bill to find out what's in the bill. Yeah. That was the biggest case of fraud in the media. They, it was out there for a little while. Well, but the funny it thing is, she, never acted she, on. she had a point, which is if we vote the bill down because we don't know what's in it, we'll never find out because it'll go away. <laughs> but if, if, well, we, you know, if, if we vote yes, then we get to find out. It's a great <laughs> system, isn't it? Yeah. But, but you know, that is, that is the very meaning of fraud, doing something that you don't know all the facts. If you don't read the bill... You don't know what you're voting on. I think the meaning of fraud is when you know darn well you're doing exactly the opposite of the right thing, right. and yet you do it anyway and tell people that and, and you're not. And she knew that. That is fraud. I mean, she knew that. I mean, that's her very definition. If she has a legacy, it will be, however, we she, must pass the bill to find out what's in the bill. However, she was very open with that statement, you know, and, and that seems like a stupid statement to make. So well, I, don't know, I don't know whether she, she wasn't voila. trying to she wasn't trying to pull anything. She was just saying, "Here's the way it is." Uh, you know, it, we think there's something we like in this, so we're going to pass it. And the media did not hold her accountable. They, they should have run her out of office on a rail. That's worse than the. the well, the media the can't run yeah, somebody out of office. The people have to do that. Well, yeah. no, but the, but that's their job to to make sure our public officials mm -hmm. are doing their job, and, and she didn't do her the, job, and, the media, and nobody else who voted for it. Did. The media certainly did rep report it, and everybody knew about it. But uh, again, they weren't held accountable. They still got elected to office again, and they passed the bill. You can I be mean, held accountable yeah. and still be elected to office. It happens all the time. A lot of people. <laughs> now, don't quote me on this, but a lot of people are stupid. <laughs> yes, they are. Hey, I don't, don't, that, you actually, heard him, don't quote actually, him on that. Actually, do quote me on that. At least, uh, I say it every day, you might as well. Uh, according Thank to Romney, that's at least 47%, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. Remember, we're in Idaho and our math sucks, so... Thank you for the well, call, it's, Steve. It's like, it's like, you know, with, with IQs, people think if you have a double-digit IQ that you're stupid, right? Well, the average IQ based on the system is 100, meaning half the people have one lower mm -hmm. than that. So are half the people complete idiots? Some would say don't, yes. Don't quote me on that. Okay. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We'll take a break. We've got one more segment on the way. Final chance, by the way. If you're going to text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700, you've got just a couple more minutes to do that to win your tickets to the Colorado State-Boise State game this weekend at Albertson Stadium. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 9.52, uh, stock market. Still up 322 uh, points on the Dow. However, that's down from the over 500 points it was just a little while ago.
up and down, up and down. Still doing pretty good. This would be, if it ends up uh, up again today, that would be the fourth straight day in a row. Well, the fourth straight day in a row? <laughs> fourth straight. Department of Redundancy Department? I'm, I'm the president of the Department of well, Redundancy. Well done, and, and good job. Uh, let's see. Kent says, first off, I am a conservative, but I am one who believes all wrongdoing in D.C. needs to be uncovered regardless of party. Yes, that sounds like you're an old conservative. I am tired of uh, seeing people go to Washington, D.C. and finding ways to make millions of dollars. If Trump really broke the law, then he must pay the price. If Biden and his family broke laws, then that must be uncovered and dealt with accordingly. We need to drain the swamp and hold our public officials accountable. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Uh, By the way, we were speaking with the congressman during the commercial before he went on. And he said something about uh, how he deals with like 70 to 80% of the people he deals with in Congress are millionaires. And he says, I'm not. And I said, well, what are you doing wrong? <laughs> I said, you've been there a while. Why don't you have a million exactly. bucks yet? Uh, maybe do like Nancy Pelosi is uh, doing. Uh, you know, have your, have your spouse run a, a, a stock firm. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gary writes in, Mike at KBY.com, I was going to say that there is nothing wrong with dictatorships. The only thing wrong is dictators. But there we go. (laughs) Dictatorships are great if you're the dictator. Other other than that, that, you you probably will be upset at some point. Not so much. 208 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, Brian writes uh, in, we talked about this, and this was national news a little bit earlier this week. Um, about Netflix beginning next year, if you're sharing your next work, next Netflix password with a family member, um, that ain't happening anymore. They're going to have to get their own well, and, and password. Again, and, and again, what are we talking about? I mean, just different households or, like, for instance, uh, our, our daughter uses ours, okay, and she lives in a different house than we do. Mm-hmm. But, that, won't, that will not be allowed. But other than, so we have a total of two houses that use the same Right, and, and that won't be allowed. That won't be allowed. Okay. Now your son who lives with you, he lives with us, and he'll, he uses, he'll, he'll still be able to. He'll be able to use it on your televisions. The part that okay. kind of sucks on this is, uh, from what I understand, and this is something that they've tested tested out. Uh, I think it was in Brazil before they brought it, you know, worldwide. Is that if you own a house that you it's someplace else, you won't be able to use it in that second house either. That's it for today. Tomorrow, don't forget to join us. Uh, we're going to be a biscuit and hogs.